This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org. In alhamdulillahi nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'afiruhu wa na'udhu billahi min shuroori anfusina wa min sayyati a'malina man yahdihillahu falamudilla lah wa man yudlil falahadiyalah wa ashadu an la ilaha illa allahu wahdahu la sharika lah وأشهد أن محمدًا عبده ورسوله وصفيه من خلقه وخليله أرسله الله إلى الناس كافة بشيرا ونذيرا فبلغ الرسالة وأدى الأمانة ونصح الأمة وتركنا على المحجة البيضاء ليلها كنهارها لا يزيغ عنها إلا هالك فصلوات الله وسلامه عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن اهتدى بهديه واستنى بسنته ودعا بدعوته إلى يوم الدين يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون. I start by praising Allah subhanahu wa taala for indeed Allah is worthy and deserving of our praise and I send blessings and salutations upon Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. My brothers and sisters, if you look towards the Quran and the Sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, you will find that certain acts of worship have been repeated more than others. If you read the Quran, for example, you will find that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about fasting only a few times. And generally speaking, Muslims don't miss fasting Ramadan. But the ones that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala repeats often are the ones that we are lacking in the most. For example, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala repeats over and over again, وَأَقِيمُ الصَّلَاةِ and establish the prayer. And if you will look at the Muslim ummah today, they are lacking in the establishment of the prayer. It is very common to find a young Muslim or an elderly Muslim that don't regularly pray their five daily prayers. So as a believer, whenever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala repeats something to us over and over again, Give special attention to that and check where you're at with regards to that specific worship. Now, an act of worship that is repeated in the Quran often is taqwa. Have taqwa. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asks us to have taqwa or tells us to have taqwa over and over again. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that it is the wasiyah of those who came before us, of the prophets. And it is the wasiyya of this ummah. Wasiyya meaning that which Allah has advised, instructed, uh, and commanded. وَلَقَدْ وَصَّيْنَا الَّذِينَ أُوتُوا الْكِتَابَ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ وَإِيَّاكُمْ أَنِ اتَّقُوا اللَّهِ And we have instructed those who have been given scripture from the people that came before you and yourselves to have taqwa. Every single Friday, most khatibs will start their khutbah with what known as khutbatul haja where they will recite certain verses from the Qur'an. And all those verses discuss having taqwa. Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu taqullaha haqqa tuqatihi. Ya ayyuhal nasu ittaqu rabbakum. Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu taqullaha. Waqulu qawlan sadida. O mankind, have taqwa of Allah. O believers, have taqwa. Have taqwa like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is deserving for you to have taqwa. Haqqa tuqatihi. Why is it that this is repeated so often. Because if you truly are someone that has taqwa, you're going to reach where you want to reach, which is Jannah. 
the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam was asked, "What are the two acts of worship that will uh, guarantee you entrance into paradise, or will most people will go into paradise in Jannah because of what act of worship?" And the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, "Taqwa Allahi wa husnul khuluq," having taqwa of Allah, being mindful of Allah, being conscious of Allah, and having good character, and having good character. The Prophet didn't say prayer. He didn't say zakat or sadaqa or hajj. He said the two things that will most people take them to Jannah is taqwa and good character. So now that we know this, we have to ask ourselves, what is it to be among the people that have taqwa? Khwanifillah. Um, to be someone that has taqwa is to protect yourself from that which will lead to the anger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To protect yourself from any path, any action, any deed, any statement that will result in the anger of Allah or in the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And also to try and do everything that Allah wants you to do. Now, that's, you might be saying, well, that's quite difficult because we sin. Yes, we sin. But it is the mindset, ikhwani fillah. It is that you live your life according to how Allah wants you to live. And then you might slip up here and there. But you always are mindful of Allah. So when you're going to college or university or work or marrying or dealing with anything or at home or watching television, whatever you're doing, you know you're mindful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Meaning what? If something haram comes up the screen, you won't look at it, you will turn away. Meaning what? If you're dealing with a, doing a transaction and it is haram, you will stay away from it. It protects you. The more you are mindful of Allah, the more it will protect you and it will result. It will result in you doing more good and staying away from more evil. So, we need to embody this act of worship. Now, the scholars of the past have explained in a nutshell, what does it mean? And one of, the, uh, one of my favorite explanations is from the Sahabi Ali bin Abi Talib when he said, to have taqwa means four things. And if you have these four things, inshallah ta'ala, this will protect you and you will live your life according to the way Allah wants you to live. And you will uh, embody this beautiful instruction of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you will do that which will lead to Jannah. And this is why if, if we look at the message of all the prophets, Allah says, كَذَّبَتْ عَادٌ الْمُسْلِينَ إِذْ قَالَ لَهُمْ أَخُوهُمْ هُودٌ أَلَا تَتَّقُونَ The people of Ad, they denied the messengers. When their brother Hud said to them, will you not have taqwa? So what was the message of Prophet Hud? Have taqwa. And then Allah says, كَذَّبَتْ قَوْمُ نُوحٍ الْمُرْسَلِينَ إِذْ قَالَ لَهُمْ أَخُوهُمْ نُوحٌ أَلَا تَتَّقُونَ كَذَّبَتْ قَوْمُ لُوطٍ الْمُرْسَلِينَ إِذْ قَالَ لَهُمْ أَخُوهُمْ لُوطٌ أَلَا تَتَّقُونَ كَذَّبَتْ أَصْحَابُ الْأَيْكَةِ الْمُرْسَلِينَ إِذْ قَالَ لَهُمْ شُعَيْبٌ أَلَا تَتَّقُونَ The message of the prophets was always فَاتَّقُوا اللَّهِ Have taqwa of Allah. Let Allah be the one you are thinking about, the one you are aware about, because Allah is always with you. And that is going to protect you. So Ali bin Dalib said, the way you do this, or what this means, is number one, what you do is, al-khawfu min al-jaleel. You are afraid of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
that you know that everything that you do, Allah is watching. And Allah, your creator, told you to not do it. And that you are afraid of defying Allah. You're afraid of disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because you know what happens to those who disobeyed Allah, those who defied Allah, those that went against what Allah wanted, number one being the shaitan, who is promised that he's going to hellfire. You do not want to follow that path. So have fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, al-khawfu min Allah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, فَلَا تَخَافُوهُمْ وَخَافُونِي إِن كُنْتُمْ مُؤْمِنِينَ So part of the Muslim is to be afraid of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yes, Allah is the most merciful and the most kind, but Allah always tells us that we should live our lives balanced have hope in the mercy of Allah but also be afraid of the wrath and anger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and this is how you are balanced if you're just hoping in Allah's mercy then you will sin more if you are too afraid of Allah then you will uh, lose hope in his mercy and some people what happens to them is they say Akhi, I have done so much bad things man you don't know I have no hope I can't go to the masjid there's no more hope left for me this is not allowed in Islam so that person needs more hope in Allah's mercy. Allah forgives all sins. And the one that says, Ya Akhi, Allah forgives every sin. Inshallah, I'm a Muslim. Will be immersed in sin. He needs to be reminded that Allah does not allow his slaves to disobey him without there being repercussions that Allah warns us about in the Quran. So you need to be afraid of Allah. Have that balance in your life. Ibn al-Qayyim mentioned that the believer is like a bird with two wings. The first one being the hope in Allah's mercy. The second one being being afraid of Allah's wrath and anger. And if you lose one of them, you lose balance and you won't be able to fly. So, ikhwani wa akhwati fillah. The first thing is, al-khawf min Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then he said the second component of having taqwa is al-amalu bit-tanzeel. It is to act upon that which was revealed. To act upon that which was revealed. Now what was revealed? The Qur'an was revealed, revelation from Allah. The sunnah was also revealed, is revelation from Allah. So to act upon, and I love the wording here, to act upon that which has been revealed. Not just the Qur'an, but also the sunnah of the Prophet, because the sunnah of the Prophet was also inspired by Allah. The Prophet didn't make it up as he went along. Everything he did was inspiration and revelation from Allah. He does not speak out of his own desires or his own accord. So if you want to be among those that have taqwa, Act upon the Qur'an and Sunnah. Meaning what? When you find that something is recommended, do it. When you find that something is obligatory, do it. When you find that the Prophet is a certain way, try to emulate it. When you find that something is not allowed, or haram, or discouraged, stay away from it. Don't be like, yeah, this is a Sunnah. No, we don't have to do this. Be more proactive in acting upon the Sunnah of the Prophet and acting upon the verses in the Qur'an. You find that Allah tells you, do not be among the liars. Stop lying. You find that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has encouraged you to have more patience. Have more patience. You, has, you realize that our sunnah is to have the best character. Have the best character. Act upon that which was revealed. This is how you have taqwa, and this is how you go to Jannah. And finally, or, or the third thing there was, bil to be content with that which Allah has given you. As Muslims, we have been given a beautiful way of life. When it comes to worldly matters, how rich you are, how healthy you are, how good your life is, you're never told to look upwards. Look at these people, they have more money than me. And then you will be disappointed Allah has given you. You're always told to look at those who are less fortunate than you. Because whatever Allah has given you, be pleased with it, say alhamdulillah, for there are those that have less than you. 
And also remember this world is temporary. The measurement of success is not how much you have. Because if that was the measurement of success, surely Prophet Muhammad, who is the best of all creation, would have been the richest of all creation. And they would go two months in the Prophet's homes where they would not, would not even cook anything. They would be eating dates and water and whatever else they could find. Two months where they wouldn't cook food in the messenger's house. If wealth was a measurement of success, surely Allah would have given it to Prophet Muhammad. Surely Allah would have given it to Prophet Isa. And many of the prophets who were poor with regards to worldly matters. So be pleased with that which Allah has given you. This will give you more taqwa. And finally, he said, وَالْإِسْتِعْدَادْ لِيَوْمِ rahil And prepare yourself for the day of traveling. Meaning the day that you will die. So be mindful that you will die. And that could be today, tomorrow, in a week, in a month, in a year. In 10 years, Allah knows. Prepare yourself by doing what Allah has commanded you to do. Staying away from the prohibitions. Seeking as much forgiveness as possible. Prepare yourself for your eventual rahil. The day we will meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you do these four things, and I want you guys to remember these four things. This will instill within you taqwa. And we said that taqwa uh, uh, and being mindful of Allah, being conscious of Allah is among the, um, the best ways or the easiest ways to go into Jannah like the Prophet sallallahu alayhi said. Alhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala Rasulillah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Brothers and sisters, as a quick summary, there are many different sahaba and scholars that have uh, explained what taqwa means in different ways, but uh, they all generally say it's about doing what Allah has commanded you to do and staying away from the prohibitions to the best of your ability. And this is very important to as well, to the best of your ability, meaning there will always be shortcomings, which is why Allah says in the Quran, فَاتَّقُوا ma استطعتم. Have taqwa of Allah uh, up to what, the, uh, what is your ability. So if you can't do something, then that's okay. And this shows you again that Allah does never ask us to do something that we cannot do. And what were those four things? Have to, uh, be afraid of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Have fear of Allah. Have fear of Allah. And this will protect you from sin. Act upon that which was revealed, the Quran and Sunnah. Be content with that which Allah has given you. For there is always those who are less fortunate than you, and wealth is not a measurement of success. What is success is how close you are to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and when you end up in the day of judgment, may Allah make us of those that go to Jannah. And also prepare yourself for the hereafter, for the day you will travel. These are the four components of taqwa. Now, what are some of the benefits that we will get from taqwa? Of course, you will go to Jannah, but there are also some worldly benefits. And subhanallah, sometimes Allah encourages us to do something and tells us, if you do it, you will get not just Jannah, not just the, this reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you will get benefit now. Allah says in the Quran, Whoever has taqwa, Allah will give him a way out of his difficulty. All of us here probably are going through some sort of difficulty, whether it is small or big, whether it is financial or marital or, or any other thing. Allah is saying, increase your taqwa and I will give you a way out of your difficulty. Not just that. And Allah will 
give you sustenance and provision and provide for you from places where you will not expect from. This is the reward of taqwa. This is, this is a reward that you will get now. Increase your taqwa, do these four things, and Allah will open up doors of rizq and provision for you. Allah says in another verse, وَمَن يَتَّقِ اللَّهَ يَجْعَلْ لَهُ مِنْ أَمْرِهِ يُسْرًا Whoever has taqwa, Allah will make his affairs easy for him. Do you want things to be, go easy for you? Do you want things to go your way? Pass that test you were struggling with? Sort out that problem you had at your home? Whatever murad and thing that you want, increase your taqwa and Allah will make your affairs easy for you. Another verse Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِن تَتَّقُوا اللَّهَ يَجْعَلْ لَكُمْ فُرْقَانًا If you have taqwa, Allah will give you furqan. What is furqan? Furqan is the ability to distinguish truth from falsehood, something we desperately need today. There are so many false ideologies and understandings that are prevalent in our society. Do you want Allah to provide you the ability to see the truth as the truth and to stay away from falsehood? Increase your taqwa and Allah will give you furqan. These are all some of the worldly benefits from taqwa. And what did Allah say with regards to akhirah? And I'm going to conclude with this. Whoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whoever gives taqwa, Allah will forgive his sins, expiates his mistakes. And Allah will increase your reward for you and make it greater. All of these benefits, these worldly benefits, these benefits for hereafter, just by embodying this great ibadah, which is at-taqwa. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us of those that have taqwa. Allahumma ja'alna min al-muttaqeen. Allahumma ja'alna min al-muttaqeen. Allahumma ati nafusana taqwaha. Wa zakiha anta khayru man zakaha. Anta waliha mawlaha. Allahumma inna nas'alaka al-huda wa al-tuqa wa al-afafa wa al-ghina. Allahumma inna nas'alaka al-huda wa al-tuqa wa al-afafa wa al-ghina. اللهم اغفر لنا ذنوبنا وارحمنا يا أرحم الراحمين ربنا أتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار وصلى الله وسلم على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين. This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org.